Big Fish Little Pod. We were talking in Bible study. Dad and I do a Bible study every week. And we were talking last week about, you know, the classic why bad things happen to good people. I was thinking how so many of the stories that I learned as a little girl in Sunday school, and actually the stories that I learn now about the yogic tradition, they're so black and white. They're so good versus evil. It's very clear what went wrong, who did the wrong thing, who is the hero, and who God chooses to help. And I was thinking how unhelpful that is as an adult, because these classically formatted stories, like these stories that have such a clear plot line, the stories in my life don't mimic that. I mean, right now we're in this like very complicated pandemic slash social reform slash political hurricane right now and so many people are out of work in work with kids at home bank account is emptying bank account is filling with unemployment money like there's so many twists and turns and contradictions that don't make sense and when I turn to the stories that I've been taught that are meant to show me how God will step in in this moment and help me they don't line up And so one of the stories that came to my mind that's just like a classic I learned when I was a kid was the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which actually, side note, I thought it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and said that for 32 years confidently. And in fact, it's Abednego? Abednego. Abednego. I'm surprised that you didn't know that because... Sometimes when it was nighttime, I would say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed we go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I did that with Andrew more than with you. I I bet that you just stretched those kinds of bad dad jokes so far (laughs) that I just thought he's making it work here. Oh, I see. Yep. Oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed, we go. <laughs> so anyway, so I was thinking of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if you don't know the story, the story that I was taught as a kid is that there's these three God-fearing men. And that, for whatever reason, to be honest, I don't remember why, they were going to be thrown into a fiery furnace as punishment. And they did get thrown into that furnace but that when everyone looked into the furnace, they didn't see the men burning up as would be expected, but rather God protected them and they were saved and they didn't burn. And so this is just like an example. I mean, there's so many that we could give that I learned from Sunday school where these men were good and because they were good, God saved them. And I think as an adult, that brings up the confusion of why God doesn't save me. If I am good, why doesn't God save me? Or if my child is good, why doesn't God save her? And I would be eager for the more complicated stories. And in the yoga traditions, we have similar stories. Like the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, is a very complicated story told on the battlefield where God is telling the main character to fight his loved ones, his teachers, important people in his life, 
because it's his duty and it's confusing and contradictory. But that's not the story that the Sunday school kids play out. They play out a very good black and white story of good versus evil and the that God steps in and saves a pious child from his abusive father. And so, yeah, I guess I just, I'm curious to hear your perspective, Dad, on why we tell these kinds of stories to our children at what if we do still want to tell them, at what point do we change that yeah. narrative to help them understand that life is complicated? Anyway, yeah, like, why do we have these black and white stories when life yeah. is not black and white? Um, we have the black and white stories because we like to simplify things to teach a lesson. So we, we have the good person following God the bad people trying to stop them from following God and God wins and the good person gets saved and blessed. You know, Um, we like to teach that because we want our people to be good people. Yeah. You know, we want our children to grow up and trust God and, and be good. Um, the problem is life isn't that way and you get disillusioned, don't you? Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of people lose their faith. Absolutely. In the same way that sometimes we grow up and learn that what we learned about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny, those stories aren't necessarily the way we learn them. And it makes us not believe the people who told us. Right. Which is usually our parents. Yeah. We think, oh, my parents lied to me. They must always lie to me. You know? Yeah. And that's ha- that happens in our faith. Yeah. Oh, I believe this with my whole heart, but now I'm filled with doubt. Yeah. You know? Um which is actually the reason I love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because what we forget to teach is the real miracle of the story. To me, the real miracle of the story is not that they got thrown into a furnace, which actually killed some of the guards that got close enough to push them into the furnace. It mm. was that hot. Uh, um, you know, they they survived that hot furnace. That's not the real miracle. The real miracle is they were brought to the king because the king had passed a law that when the band played, you had to bow down and worship the king. And people noticed that when the band played, these three Jewish men did not bow down to worship the king because they were only supposed to worship their God. And they were true to that. And so they got arrested. They got brought to the king. The king liked them. They were some of his advisors. And so the king said, I'm going to give you another chance. And he said, the band's going to play and you need to bow down and worship me. And you can almost hear the king say, 
I don't really care if you worship me. You just have to bow down. You just have to do it. And they said, we can't. And the music played and they didn't bow down. And the king said, I'm giving you one more chance. He loved them. He said, I'm going to give you one more chance. You have to do this or else you're going to get thrown in to this furnace. And the real miracle came when they said, you know, our God can save us from this furnace. I don't know if God will, but even if God chooses not to save us, we will not bow to you because we can only bow to our God. That to me is the miracle. And that's what we don't teach that these men of faith said that, that they were going to do what was right and leave the results in God's hands. They knew God could save them. They also knew there was a possibility that God wouldn't save them. But they were going to still do what was right. Okay, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So then why weren't we taught that originally? Or maybe we are, and I'm just totally misremembering it. Apologies to any of my Sunday school teachers who may be listening no. to this. I'm sure I'm sure that you weren't taught it. There's a chance they didn't even read that part. Oh, no. You know, but if they did, they just skip over it. That's just their response. Because again, the big deal the the golden book the little golden book yeah. version doesn't have time to deal with all of that so you hear the king say you will bow down you hear the jewish children say our god won't let us bill uh, bow down and so they get thrown in the fire yeah and god saves them because they're right yeah but they knew the truth, and that's the part we don't teach people so that they're prepared when things don't go the way they want them to go. Yeah, and not just like, because I feel like we had a lesson for what happens when things don't go the way you want them to go, because like the guards, things didn't go the way they wanted to go. They got burned and died. Right. You know? right. Like if things aren't going the way you want them to go, it's because you're bad and God right. isn't showing favor on you. Right. So I think it's not even like things don't, we're not taught how things don't go and we don't want whatever. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? But we're not shown what life is, which is actually like complicated contradictions. It makes me think of like, we were taught that smoking is bad. And then Andrew saw like his favorite person in church smoking and was like, yes. wait, what? Yeah. Like there's the life is complicated. There's intricacies. And we, 
you know, like you and I are both like generally happy, smiley people. And it doesn't mean we're lying, but we also have super complicated aspects of our lives that have been challenging and painful and are still challenging and painful. Yeah. So like, and I think it took me a long time to really understand that. Yeah. And it's really funny that as Christians, we teach that good people get blessed and bad people get punished, which I do believe ultimately is the truth. But ultimately, at the end of all time, it's the truth. Um, But it's much more complicated on Earth. Yeah. And it's funny that we teach that so well, so much when what happened to Jesus? Exactly. Jesus, as you quote something from from Andy Stanley, right? Yeah, the yeah, like what I said, the worst thing happened to the best person. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, if anyone on earth deserved to only have good things happen to him. It was Jesus. Yeah. And yet he was crucified on a cross in a horrific death. Yeah. How can that not teach us what these Hebrew children knew? Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that God was all-powerful, that God was in charge. But that sometimes things don't go in this earth the way God wanted them to go. So they knew that God was going to take care of them. But they didn't know that they were going to make it through the fire. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just like this, this version of the story that you're telling. Like, it's not that, like, the lesson that I'm getting from this is not that God protected them because they were good, but that God went with them into the fire. That God stays with us. Like, that it's all about the relationship. It's not about our um, moral or immoral behavior. It's about the relationship. And that, like, it's not that we won't encounter fiery furnaces if we're good or that we won't burn in the fiery furnace if we're good, but that when the fiery furnaces come in our lives, God will not make us face them alone. Right. And, and, and God will protect us, but I don't want you to go in the wrong direction with that. Yeah. Because You can also say, okay, so if I keep my relationship with God intact, I will go through even bad things and not get burned. Right. That's not what Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego said. Yeah. They said, we don't know if God will save us. Yeah. You know, and that's what leads us so that we don't get the wrong message. Yeah. That's what leads us to the story of Stephen. Yeah. Because Stephen, who was only doing good things, he, he volunteered to be 
uh, an assistant at a soup kitchen for widows and orphans. That's what he did. That was his heart. He said, I will give of my time to take care and feed the widows and orphans, the least in our society, that don't have a means of getting food. I will go and feed them. That's what he was doing. And because of his heart, he would talk with them and find out what their life was like and offer them the only thing he had, which was Jesus. And he would share with them that relationship with God. So here is this wonderful man that took care of the least of our society, saw them as people, gave them the the relationship with God that he had so that they too could find strength and meaning and hope. And he got arrested for it because he was talking about Jesus. Yeah. And they... They railroaded him like they railroaded Jesus. They lied about him because you couldn't find anything wrong with him. And they sentenced him to die. Again, if anyone deserved to have God save him, it was Stephen. Yeah. But he got pummeled with rocks. But the story makes sure to tell us that while he was getting pummeled to death with rocks, he looked up, he saw a vision of God and Jesus and his heavenly home. And it says, as he was getting pummeled by rocks, he simply laid down and went to sleep. Now, God didn't save him in that he came out of the furnace. Right. He died. Yeah. He died. His life was cut short unjustly and in a terrible way. But it does tell us that Jesus was with him, that God wrapped him so that even though his body was being pummeled, He was at peace and he had visions of what was to come. And he laid down and rested. That's a miracle. Yeah. But we're not taught that. No, he's not listed with Daniel and Jonah and (laughs) Moses and. Because he didn't live. And he didn't even rise again, except in the way that Jesus brings us home. Yeah. You know? But I mean, even, you know, even as I say that, I list Jonah as a hero, but like, you know, in ministerial school, I'm learning like, oh, hold up. There's like a final chapter in Jonah where he's just pouting under a tree. And then (laughs) God just takes that tree away. And then it's like, I I put that tree there. I can take it away. That ain't your tree, Jonah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Like we learn these heroes and then, you know, it reminds me of like 
a couple of weeks ago in our podcast, we were talking about unlearning all that we've learned right. wrongly about white supremacy, you know? Right. And it makes me think of that now. Like, yeah. you know, why did, why do we, why were we taught all this as children? Yeah. If then as adults, we have to either be yeah. shocked when we find out that yeah. we weren't told the whole story or just spend the time to relearn it all. Right. Right. So right. Bizarre. Like it's well, seems to be seeping into every area of our lives now where it's becoming clear like what we think we know, we actually don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. I there was a woman um in my first church in Tiverton. Um she was in her thirties, I believe. She might have been in her forties, but she was young and she was sweet and she was kind. Um and she got cancer. Yeah. And it was not fair. It's not fair when anyone gets cancer, even people that smoke six packs a day, you know, and we can make sense that, oh, okay, of course you have lung cancer. You know, it's still not fair. It's a terrible disease, you know. But of all the people in the world, she was a Steven, yeah. you know. She did it. She wouldn't harm anything in nature, and she got this terrible disease. Yeah. Um, and she was up in the hospital in Boston, and I visited her, and she would say things like, I know now why I'm here and why I have cancer. God needed someone here to witness to these people who have no hope. And you can't believe the people that I've reached or that God has reached through me by being here in this hospital. He says, I've given people hope when they had none. Yeah. And I've opened doctors' eyes that they weren't God, but that there is one. Mm -hmm. And she was beautiful. And she died. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she was the only one that wasn't bitter about her death. Yeah. The people who loved her stopped believing in God. Yeah. And she would have been so sad about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because she knew what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew. And she knew what Stephen learned, that she walked with God through the hospital, through the cancer, and through her death. Yeah. And it was the same yeah. as if she had gone to a party that was honoring her. Do you think it's like, do you think it's just because of like the inherent fear in people of death? Like, is that why we don't share these stories with our children? Because, I mean, we're all going to die. Like, everybody's going to die. Your child's going to die. So, like, are we just avoiding the topic because we're also afraid of it? Yes. We don't want to cause nightmares. But they're not nightmares. They're real life. I know. Your kid's going to die. That's what's going to happen. That's how it works. If you teach the story of Stephen, then your child knows that it's a reality that they could die and they sleep. 
which we used to tell children over the time when we prayed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. How did we now I lay me down to sleep? Um, Lord, my soul to keep. keep. Yes. If I die before I wake, um, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. We pray that, that, you know, but we will, we won't teach why God would walk through us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Yeah. That that's what matters. If, if we, and that's what I try to share at funerals, at the end of my funerals, I say, if, if God has taken the hand of our loved one and walked through their death with them, and God now walks with them now, and God takes our hand while we're here on earth, we're not really far from each other. Yeah. Because we're both still walking with God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the miracle that God, the almighty God, will walk with you through everything. Right. I mean, isn't that what makes, like, Christianity or most, like, people of faith, like, great? Like, isn't that what makes it great? Is that, like, it's like the whole point is that Jesus overcame death. Like, we don't need to be afraid of death anymore because when we die, we continue on. And he proved that by coming back. Like, so, like, isn't that, like, isn't that the punchline? Isn't that <laughs> like the biggest selling point? Like yeah. the thing yeah. that you're most afraid of, death, or yeah. remaining here when those you love have died. Yep. You don't need to be afraid of that anymore because right. they're one hundred percent still fully present and alive. Yeah. And Jesus proved that by coming back after right. a horrific death. Right. So, like, shouldn't that be what we're pushing for our children? Shouldn't that be what we're pushing for ourselves? Like, <laughs> we shouldn't just be talking about that at funerals. Yeah. Amen. But then, yeah. we're, but we're not. Why? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have said, I did teach those things, but they didn't get to you. you I mean, when's the, last, them. when's the last time you preached on the Stephen story? I at least once a year. Ah. Yeah, at least once a year. I love the Stephen story. <laughs> <laughs> because of that. Yeah. You know, but we don't want our children to be anxious. But I mean, and, come on. And we think, but we think about, we think that teaching them that bad things could happen will make them anxious. But the truth is, teach that God will be with you. I mean, just teach the 23rd Psalm. Yeah. For all that it says, God will take care of you. God will provide for you. You don't have to worry about where things are going to come from. God will be with you when people turn against you. God will be with you in your death. Yeah. You know? God, the, the, the key is that God will be with you. Yeah. And that may mean that like the Egyptian slaves, you got to pass through the Red Sea. 
and and get saved. That may mean like Daniel, you lived when these fierce lions came upon you. That may mean like Jesus and like Stephen, the world turns against you and you get beaten. Yeah. But God will still be with you. And you will still exist. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm thinking about how much I was taught. I mean, I had like a paranoid mother, I guess, but how much I was taught what to do in case of a fire. Right. You guys bought me like a ladder so right. I could like jump out my window, <laughs> which it was like, it was barely a story up and the ground was grassy on the bottom. Like I would have been fine. You know? I think a ladder stopped off and roll. We had more than one like place to meet outside in case one of them was caught up in fire itself. Yep. You know, like I was very prepared for like a fire <laughs> where most people's houses do not burn down. Right. Right. But I wasn't prepared for dying when everybody right. dies. Hundred percent right. chance I'm going to die. Right. Like wh right. where was that preparation? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was prepared for if I got lost. I was prepared for if I got abused. I was prepared for if a stranger approached me. But, like, most likely yeah. those things weren't going to happen to me. A hundred percent chance I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And not just that, but all the other stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hundred, like I'm going to get my heart broken. I'm going to be lied to. I'm right. going to lie to someone. I'm going to embarrass right. myself publicly. I'm going right. to run out of money. I'm going to lose a job. I'm going to yep. say a mean thing to someone that I love. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, not telling our children about these things does not prevent them from happening. It just right. prevents our children from being prepared with how to deal with them when they happen. Right. And so you feel like either God's abandoned you or you didn't live up to what you were supposed to live up to. Yeah. And those are two terrible things. Yeah. Those are terrible things. Yeah. To live thinking there is no God or to live thinking that, like Peter, there may be a God that rose from the dead, but it's not for me because I messed up. Yeah. Those are, those are tragic. Yes. Dying with cancer, walking with God through that seems tragic. Yeah. But is actually filled with life. Yeah. Walking in this life without God, even if nothing bad ever happens to you, is tragic. Yeah. 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 And I lived a charmed life with good parents and started going to therapy at 12. You know? Right. Right. And it's still been a whirlwind of yeah. growing up and trying yep. to figure out who I am and how I live in this world, you know? Yeah. Like, but to set our children and ourselves up for confusion by not. Yeah being clear about what the Bible itself says. Like, we're not even trying to put lessons in there. They're there. We're skipping over them, like what you said. They're yeah. there. Yep. And then you find Paul's writings yeah. where Paul says, I've learned the secret. I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to have everything. 
But what matters is that Christ is with me. And I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Yeah. That's the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the relationship. It's yeah, the almighty God walks with me. Yeah. And helps me through everything. Including the things that happen that this world thinks are bad. Yeah. So this week, before you face the reality that bad things could happen in your life, first accept, discover, accept, and rejoice in the reality that the Almighty God, the best of all that this world has to offer is yours, is with you through the good times, the hard times, the times of light, the times of darkness, without any guarantees, except that God will always be with you and will carry you on. Think about what that means for you and let that fill you with the things that truly matter. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.